We're looking ahead. Saturday. Only six games on, but we're going to pay attention to it. We're going to look at streaming options to help win our week in fantasy. It's Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I have also had to cover up a tattoo because the podcasting guidelines don't allow my SB tattoo to be shown. You'll see it one day. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at Basketball Monster and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, use the code LOCKEDONNBA, and you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. We're going to go in and talk about these six games. Sorry, the show is coming out a little late today, but we do have more injury um, updates. Not all of them will be reflected in the graphics because, of course, stuff is ever-changing in the NBA. That's the way our lives go. Let's look at where we're at. And it's also a weird day on Saturday because there's like every single matchup, I think, except for one, involves a team on a back-to-back, which is always really frustrating. Back-to-backs can go and die. Like, they're the worst. They suck. Let's get rid of these bastards. All right, let's look at some injury updates. We're expecting that Terry Rozier is out. He's not playing on Friday. I don't think that he plays on Saturday. But we haven't had an update because the Hornets will never give an update on anything like this. Shout out to the updates that don't exist on Cody Martin. So we'll see what happens there. And then we did get an update, thanks to Memphis, on Marcus Smart. It didn't look like a great injury. I had already ruled him out for at least a week, but that's not enough. It's three to five weeks for Marcus Smart. That is a long time. If you don't have IL slots, you drop him. He's not good enough to hold. Who benefits there? I don't know. Last game, Smart went down, and it didn't mean that Jacob Gilead got big minutes. It meant that David Roddy got big minutes. And what that means, I don't know. And Santi Aldama got big minutes. And it could be any of these guys. It's not going to be Luke Kennard because he's also out with a bone bruise in his knee. That sounds bad. That's going to miss some time too. So it's going to have to be Gilead and Bain who run point. It's Their shooting is absolutely in the toilet. They're going to run Aldama and Roddy and maybe they uncork Jake LaRavia. I don't know. I don't know. I would be prioritizing Gilead in that scenario, but understanding that Roddy or Adama might get the bump or a little bit of a bump there also. And also understand that Xavier T. Illman has now been ruled out too, so he's not even on my list here because I don't even know where that came from. The knee came back for one game and he's out again. They are absolutely disastrous at the moment, Memphis, and they are not going to make the playoffs. I'm pretty confident in that. Draymond Green still remains out, suspended, while Steph Curry got updated, upgraded in fact, to questionable. So he had a knee sprain. He's going to miss one game. There's so much fishy stuff with NBA injury reporting. I don't think Steph plays, but I also don't know. I am listing... Well, I did list Gordon Hayward and Brandon Miller as questionable there because at the time that I created this, they weren't available to play on Friday. But they are playing on Friday. So whether they play the back-to-back, given they are dealing with some sort of lower body injuries, is still a little bit up in the air. But I would expect that Hayward and Miller do both play um, because, again, they are ready to go and they're active and, and they're cracking on. In, um, in the game on Friday. So we do have uh, at least that confirmed. 
Uh, what else have we got going on in terms of injuries? We can look at... Oh, that's the wrong list. Come on, Josh. I'm very, very tired. I don't know why, uh, why I'm so tired today. Anyway, let's go to this one. This is better. Um, Ron Barrett and Quentin Grimes. They are missing Friday's games. So this is Barrett still with this... Whatever's going on with his um, uh, migraine. Uh, this, uh, these headache demons. These migraine demons. If anyone knows what that's from, let me know. Um, so he's still out, and they started not quickly because Tom Thibodeau hates the man. It they started Divincenzo and Josh Hart, so that's sick, I guess. I guess they're all gonna be stream options because is Tom really gonna lean into playing? I was gonna say Trevor Keels, he's not even on this roster anymore. Um, are gonna go uh, Dwayne Washington? Is he still there? They're, the back of the Knicks roster is the most irrelevant part of ever, of roster I've ever seen. I think Ryan Archer Jackano's back. Anyway, it's going to be Juice McBride, and it's going to be quickly coming off the bench. But we look at DiVincenzo and Hart if that is the case for Barrett once more. Jose Alvarado is doubtful for Friday's game, so I'm going to list him as questionable for Saturday's game. I expect that he's been out so long he's not going to come in and play a huge role, but it will have some sort of an impact on, on Daniels and on Hawkins. Which one of those two? Well, we'd need to find that out. DeMar DeRozan, he was questionable, but he is playing Friday, so I'm going to expect that he plays on Saturday. The Duck Luke Kennard officially was questionable, but now he is not. He is out with a bone bruise, and his teammate Xavier Tillman is out too. So yeah, just things not going well there. And Devin Vassell is missing Friday's game with groin soreness. I expect that he will be okay to play on Saturday, but I would put the caution on a bunch of other Spurs guys like Jeremy Sohan and like Keldon Johnson, and we get some of this back-to-back shenaniganizing from the Spurs that we did see last season. We also had um, Trey Jones is sitting out Friday's game. That's a hamstring strain they're listing as that. It has. So I don't know that he plays. I don't think that he plays. While um, both uh, Alex Caruso and Yanni Antetokounmpo are listed probable for Friday, so we expect that they play on Saturday. I would think that Chris Middleton sits on Saturday. He is playing Friday, but they also said that they'll make a decision tomorrow as to whether he plays. I don't... If they can't get him past 20 minutes, I really do doubt that Chris Middleton's playing in the back-to-back, but they're leaving it open-ended, which, of course, is just amazing for us, for us to be able to know nothing about that situation. It's always great to know nothing. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season is here, and while it is a time of celebration for many, for many of us, it's a time of excess stress. It's a time of increased responsibilities. It's a time of things that lead to uh, pressures, especially on our mental health. That's not something that you want to have to deal with when you're supposed to be celebrating. So many timelines and timeframes put onto you. So many interactions that you don't necessarily feel like you need to be having. All can all crop up at this point. And having someone to talk to can also be a bright spot. And that's what therapy can do for you. It can help you with the stress and this change of the holiday season to help you feel more grounded and understand and use the tools that you can be given to manage everything that's going on. So if you start thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire. They match you with a therapist who might be a good fit for you. Hopefully it is, but if it's not, you can also change to someone who is a better fit at no charge. So find your bright spot today with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for your next event. We want to go to these things for entertainment, for fun. But a whole hassle process where we don't know the seats or if they're good views, we don't know the pricing, we don't get good discounts. That's what other apps are offering, but GameTime's not. 
They've got all of these great things, killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, views from your seat, the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to expect when you arrive, and their all-in pricing is fantastic. You don't get slugged with additional fees at checkout. The price that is on the ticket is the price that you pay for the ticket, so you don't have to get to a situation and go, man, this costs way too much, and you get your hopes up, and then they get dashed when you go to pay for it. That's not what GameTime does. They put it all up front so you can see the pricing. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets. You don't want to guess the price. Simple as that. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Okay, that will now... Yeah. It's time for us to go under the lens. I didn't think I even told you who we're doing. We're doing the big fella in Minnesota. Because it was a slow start for Townsy two weeks ago. I had him on the um, on the buy low show because he was Phoenix struggling. Like we saw that that wasn't uh, it wasn't made up. It wasn't anything. He was struggling. But over the last week, Towns has regained some of the old form. Twenty seven and eleven, two and a half threes. He's up back inside the top 15. It's been amazing. He's been great. But what's real? Like, is this real from Towns? And I'm here to sort of drop it back for you. He's 15th in rankings. He's 18th in minus one. So he's sort of mid-second round. He was often going at the end of the second round in drafts. But he was like falling uh, early on in drafts. He's in the third round. So look, that's pretty good value if you got him there. He's averaging 44.83 fantasy points, which is also 18th over the last week. Did he do it on any sort of increased usage? Not really. He's at 28%. He's 27.4 for the season. He was at 26 last season. So it is interesting to see him getting a little bit of a rise in usage. I guess part of that is because D'Angelo Russell was around for uh, a chunk of his games last season, and then he's replaced by Mike Conley. So that is a, a usage downgrade. That enables Towns to get a little bit more touches. But it's not just that that has elevated him. And while we look at Towns as an elite free throw shooter, we should. He is a very good free throw shooter. 82 or 87 last year, 82 the year before that, 86 the year before that. But you know what I'm going to say. He hasn't missed a free throw in the last four games. He's 16 of 16 from the line. He's at 92% from the line for the season, which is, let's have a look, 35 of 38. And when you are a good free throw shooter, you might not think there's a difference between 87 and 93. There's a huge difference. It's obviously 6%. It's the same difference as between 84 and 78 a positive contributor and a negative contributor in free throws for, for fantasy. And not only that, but when you hit those extra two to three free throws per week or an extra free throw per game, that gives you an extra point per game. So there is something here where he's going at 92 for the season, 100 over the last week, that that is going to drop away. So there is going to be a fall off there. I think his usage is okay to stick. I've got him sort of ranked around 30th for the rest of the season. So mid-third round, understand that he can push easy to the back end of the second round. But part of the reason that people were a little bit excited about him was thinking that some of his numbers would go back to what he did as a first-round guy years ago. But it's not really. He's still averaging nine rebounds, although the last four games he's to 11 rebounds. But the thing that's never going to come back, I don't think, are the block numbers. He's at 0.5 for the season. He's at 0.3 over the last four games. And if according to Crafted NBA, which is a really good website, go check that out. In terms of his defensive rim frequency, which is the amount of shots he contests, sixth percentile, sixth. So it's not just a, a case of, well, he's not getting blocks because Gobert's there. He's not even putting himself in position to get blocks. That, of course, can very easily change. We know this. 
But that is a key factor in him getting back, I think, to being a, a strong early second for, uh, uh, fantasy player. I, I don't think that's coming back. In fact, I look at what he's doing now, and I just it's not going to hold. I wouldn't have thought. 53 from the field, maybe that sticks. That's 60% from two, 39 from three. He might do that. But he's going to easily lose, let's say, say, five percentage points on his free throws. He's never getting the blocks back. The scoring drops. He's also at 36 minutes a night over his last four games. So while it has been a really strong run here from Carl Anthony Towns, I wouldn't expect that this is just a permanent return to form for him and think that this is just what he's going to be able to continue to do as we move on. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Um, unfortunately for Towns, if you have been enjoying what he's been providing, and you should rightfully so, it's been a really good stretch. Let's look at back-to-backs across the weekend. There are three teams that have the back-to-backs. So we're looking at Dallas, Memphis, and Oklahoma City. We've been priming you for this Oklahoma City run since the start of the week where they had the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So if you streamed in Wallace, and more importantly, if you streamed in Isaiah Joe, you're pretty bloody happy. And you can hold those guys across the weekend back-to-back. But if you didn't take advantage of that, these are the two teams, or the three teams, sorry, that have the weekend, Saturday, Sunday combination. In terms of streams of the day for the games on Saturday, as I said, there are six games on. Dario Saric. Now, I am a little cautious with Saric because if Steph does play, what did Saric replace Looney in the starting lineup because Steph was out and they like that fit better? So if Steph does play, does Looney go back in ahead of Saric? I don't know. That's something we need to pay attention to. Obviously, if Steph plays, the value of a Brandon Pajemski goes down significantly. Very interesting to see how they use him and Moody because one of them is not going to play or not going to play very much at all. For 12-team category leagues, I do like Alex Caruso, although, you know, it's a back-to-back, so who knows what the hell happens to him on Friday. For 14-team, Malik Beasley, under the assumption, there is no, not assumption, I'm not assuming Jay Crowder's out, he is out. I am assuming that Chris Middleton also will sit out this one, and the risk of Giannis, I guess. And then for 16 teams, which you could you know, push into almost any of them, Jacob Gilead. Although he only played 20-plus minutes the last couple of games, hasn't hit 30, and yeah, one of those was without a half of Marcus Smart. So I think Gilead is worth streaming in at the very least. And I would probably look to add him in 12-team formats. I'm not going to get my hopes through the roof. For a points league stream, I am going to look at Johnny Kaminga, who started last game for Draymond. You can even use him as a category streamer. He does have some category deficiencies, which can hurt, but he is worth a stream while Draymond is out. I've also, that's a Yahoo points stream. I've also included an ESPN points stream. Working out who's available in what leagues on that system is impossible because their roster percentages are goofy. They're like 40% different to Yahoo. Um, yeah, 50% of leagues feels like they're not even active, so it is really hard to judge. But Skylar Mays is like 86% available over on ESPN leagues. So you can go over there, have a crack, and see what um, see what Skylar can bring you. Let's, let's go to the six games on my radar. Early game, early game. 6 p.m. Eastern, it starts. That's 10 a.m. for us here in Australia at least on the Australian East Coast where we observe daylight savings times. Apologies to you blokes up in Queensland. Um, 10 a.m. start for us, 5 or 6 p.m. start for you guys in uh, the East Coast of the States. One, early, one hour earlier, second wave of processing for Locked on Fantasy Basketball Bowl also. This is a game with both teams on a back-to-back, the Knicks and the Hornets. So we need to see what happens with Haywood. Does Miles Bridges play on the back-to-back? We need to see what happens with Barrett and with Grimes. There's a lot of up-in-the-air stuff. In terms of streaming, Josh Hart looks solid, but quickly and DiVincenzo will be in that mix as well. But Barrett could also return. So could Grimes. And then for the Hornets, it probably is Nick Richards, but a lot of stuff could open up depending on what they decide to do in terms of sitting guys. It is really tough on the back-to-backs to try and plan that stuff in advance. The next game, 
that we take a look at here is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, the Pelicans are on a back-to-back. For the Wolves, it is Jaded McDaniels. I'm very, very close to saying that he's just an outright drop. And in points leagues, he is, I think. In category leagues, it is tough. He is going to have better games than he's produced. But the overall averaged-out upside isn't super, super high. But let's see what they do with him and how they utilize him in terms of minutes. Same goes with Nas Reed. In terms of streaming, I do think Kyle Anderson's going to be worth streaming. He's been putting up okay numbers in that uh, sort of streaming role. Well, then the other one for the Pelicans is going to be Geordie Hawkins. What they do with Hawkins and Daniels and if Alvarado returns is still a question mark. Hawkins is an ultimate stream guy. He can pop off for 30 or he can have 13 points on 24% shooting without offering too much else. And that's the risk you run with streaming and with those sort of players, those hot shooting, streaky sort of players who don't offer too much else. So Hawkins is an option, but it obviously just may not work out. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Yeah, the easiest and most exciting way as well to play daily fantasy sports because you don't have to worry about other people with their spreadsheets and algorithms and all the time in the world to build all of these lineups and go against you and beat you. This is just you versus player projections. They put them up and you say more or less. Between two to six of those, you can win up to 25 times your money back as well. Really easy to do. You just look at those projected stats and say more or less. So simple. PricePix also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Every Tuesday, PricePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and the first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, let us go through the rest of the games that are on my radar here after that Pelicans and Wolves game. This is another game that shockingly has a back-to-back involved in. It is the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls playing on Friday. For the Heat, there will be no Tyler Hero. Um, I want to see what happens with Kyle Lowry. First game without Hero, Lowry's minutes, usage way up. And then we've had rest, and we've had a solid game, and we've had a foul trouble game, and then it's a shit game. I don't really know where to view him or how they view him. Will they just go without point guards and run Josh Richardson and Jimmy Butler as the point guard? Because that's what happened last game. And that brings me to looking at Jaime Huckers as a streamer. Huckers is getting trusted a lot. He's playing a lot of fourth quarter minutes. He's producing at a high level. Oh, that's not true. He's producing at an okay level. He's shooting really, really well. The threes aren't there, but he's getting some assists. He's, he's playing a solid role for this team. And he is worth streaming. I don't think that it lasts long term. But for now, we like what he's doing. In terms of for the Bulls, it probably is Alex Caruso we want to look at. With DeMar back especially, that does reduce the value of Pat Williams. But you, well, I was going to say you never know about Pat Williams. I think you do. You actually do know about Pat Williams, and we don't need to worry about that. The next game, is there a back-to-back involved? What do you think? Of course there is. It's Dallas and Milwaukee. This is the first of a back-to-back actually for Dallas, and it's the second of a back-to-back for Milwaukee. I want to see Derek Jones, because last game without Kyrie, he did it. He upped his production. He was strong. He has had a couple of flashes of doing that without Kyrie. And I do think that he is worth at least a look in 12s and probably a grab in 14-team leagues. For the Bucs, we just we want to see the Middleton situation where the Giannis plays, Beasley's hot streak, all that sort of stuff. Um, Jones is the stream for me on Dallas. And Malik Beasley is the guy we look at there on Milwaukee. But a lot can change depending on what happens in today's game for the Bucs. Is there a back-to-back in the next one? Of course there is. That is Memphis and the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are on a back-to-back. I want to watch Jaron Jackson because he has been struggling. At some point, this will turn around. 
I don't know if it'll be when Jar returns. I don't think it's ever going back to last year's numbers. I feel okay with saying that, and I've said that the whole way through, that he was not likely to average three blocks per game. I think I had him projected at 2.5, but he's well below that. Right? Some of this needs to come back. His shooting's going to need to get back on track, but we need to watch him and see how much they use him at center as well with no Tillman. In terms of streams, Jacob Gilliard, obviously, is the guy we're taking a look at there, uh, look at there uh, unknown player legend. And then for the Spurs, well, it could be anybody. I don't know whether uh, Vassell's going to play or Sohan or Johnson or Jones or whatever. At the moment, it's probably Charlie Bassey who in 16 minutes can provide something. Does Vic even play? Does Wembenyama play the back-to-back? I don't know. Or it could be a Malachi Branham. It could be a, a Julian Champagne if Calden Johnson is out. It could be Chetty Osman, depending if other guys are out. There's a lot of different ways that Malachi Branham, it could be a lot of, did I say that? Maybe not. There's a lot of different ways that they can go with this lineup with the Spurs. So just keep an eye on who is in and who is out. And if Kelton is out, we stream the old big fella, um, the old big fella, um, Julian Champagne. The last game does not have a back-to-back included. And that is the Thunder and the Warriors on a rematch from Thursday. I do want to watch the slob wizard, Josh Giddy for the Thunder because he's starting to play better. I don't think he's going to pay back his draft slot in the 50s, but he's starting to look a little bit better. But he's always the guy that seems at risk of getting benched for Cason Wallace. Last game, it was Lou Dort, but in general, it has been Giddy, who's played like 28, 27, and Wallace gets the extra playing time. We want to watch that. Well, for the Warriors, Johnny Kaminga was good last game. Very, very good, in fact. Like shot 62%, was able to get really high usage. With Steph back, how does the Steph and Kaminga minutes look together? How does Kaminga's usage go? Does he still start in place of Draymond? That's a lot of question marks. In terms of streams, it is Kaysan Wallace for the Thunder. You could throw Isaiah Joe in there, but let me tell you, you are not repeating what he did on Thursday. That is just not likely to happen, whereas Wallace has been more consistent and in, in terms of his production. For the Warriors, Sharich is an option. Um, Kaminga's an option. Pajemski is an option if Steph is out, but I'm less interested in streaming in Brandon if um, Curry does happen to play in this one, which, of course, at this point, we don't know. In terms of the two-for-ones across the weekend, back-to-back, I've got a, a bunch of names here we can look at. Bismack Biombo, Santi Aldama, and Jacob Gilead from the Grizzlies. Uh, you got Derek Jones and Grant Williams from the Mavs, and there's Kaysan Wallace, and there is um, Isaiah Joe from the Thunder as, uh, as stream options across the back-to-back. In terms of chunks, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are all streaming days. Unfortunately, Wednesday, the day before, is it day before Thanksgiving? I think it might be. 14 games. That's insane. It's ridiculous. You're not streaming on that day. So who's got the most games across the next four days? There's a bunch of teams with two games. The Warriors, and so Sharach is there. We throw Kaminga in there as well, or Pods if Curry is out. Keontae George and the Jazz has uh, two two games. Alex Crusoe and the Bulls, which of course is the, um, oh no, it's not, it's not, it's Saturday and then Monday, I think. Mo Wagner and the Magic, Kelly Linick for the Jazz with two games, and Kyle Anderson for the Grizzlies with the weekend back-to-back there as well. So obviously all those teams with the weekend back-to-back are in play, and then these other guys have two games in four nights. It's all about trying to preserve waiver wire ads and get more games in if possible. If we look at the 10-team stream options just for Saturday's action, we start off with Dario Saric. This is more geared to category leagues. We do the points ones later. Dario Saric, although there's there's decent crossover. Saric, Kobe White, still available in a lot of spots. Bismack Biombo with Tillman out. Alex Caruso, Jacob Gilliard, and Jeremy Sohan, although I am a little concerned that Sohan may not play in that game on Saturday. In terms of 12-teamers, 
We've got Dario Saric, Alex Caruso, and Gilliard. I throw Jaime Huckers into that mix. I've got Kyle Anderson, and I do have the big fella, John Kaminga, as a stream. For deeper leagues, so 14 and deeper, we are looking at Jacob Gilliard, Malik Beasley, Santi Aldama, who you could even stream in 12s, Aldama, uh, David Roddy, Derek Jones, and Dyson Daniels, who's also a 12-team option uh, for us for streaming. So is uh, Jordan Hawkins in that mix too. And then lastly, we look at points league streamers, uh, Bismack Biombo, Johnny Kaminga, Dario Saric, Jeremy Sohan, Brandon Miller is 50, over 50% available, um, and Jacob Gilliard is a pretty strong stream with the absence of Jar. And now, of course, Marcus Smart. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Straight after this on YouTube, our new channel, Locked On Sports Today, which is just a 24-7 sports channel. We have cover all sports across the states, uh, baseball, football, hockey, college sports, the NBA, fantasy. It's all there. So it's just like instead of turning on your TV to watch inferior stuff, you can just go straight to Locked On Sports today and watch our programming there. If you are watching this on YouTube, the show will directly follow after this. So you'll be directed straight there. And if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, thumb it up and ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.